Good afternoon, people of the Most High God. Welcome to KKM Revelations of Life podcast, Women in the Bible series. I am Khadijah, Apostle of the Most High God. I pray that your day is blessed and that you are in good health. And yes, we are still in the book of Ruth. And in this installment, it was hard for me. It was kind of challenging for me because whenever I speak or bring a message about Abba Father, I want to make sure that it is God-ordained. I want to make sure that what I am saying is exactly what Abba Father wants his people to hear at that time. And I knew what I was taught concerning the book of Ruth, and I understood what I had studied on my own. However, my spirit was telling me that it was not what Jehovah was saying in this season. You know, you can hear a word over and over preached so many times in so many ways, and there is still so much more to learn from our awesome creator. And that is how this final installment of the book of Ruth is. The instructions that Naomi gave Ruth seemed strange to me at first until Holy Spirit started speaking. Then I saw that the instructions resembled the Hebrew marriage covenant. What Naomi was instructing Ruth on was how to prepare herself to become a wife again. Now, we remember that Ruth had already been a wife because she was married to one of Naomi's sons. However, they made their union while they were living in the land of Moab, according to the customs and the laws of that land. The instructions that Naomi was giving Ruth were godly instructions. They were instructions and counsel on how to become a wife according to God's standards according to his covenant provisions that he had given his people. Now, I know today when people get married, it's on their own terms and their own standards. It may be in accordance with, with cultural rules and laws in the land that we are living. And most of the time, little regard is given to the standards of what God wants for the marriage. We forget that a threefold cord is not so easily broken. When we have God as the third person in our marriage, married life takes on a totally different perspective than what we see around us and what we see in the lives and the marriages of other people. So let's check out Ruth chapter 3 and see what godly instructions Naomi gave to Ruth. It says that, Naomi said to Ruth, my daughter, shall I not seek rest or a home for you that you may prosper? Is not Boaz, with whom maidens you were, our relative? He is willowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Now this is where the instructions come in. First of all, she tells Ruth, wash yourself. Now, in ancient times, as a bride prepared for her wedding ceremony, this was something that she did. It was called a mikvah. 
It resembled much like the baptisms that we do when we come to our Father and say, for God I live and God I die. Her friends would lead her down to the mikvah, which was a ceremonial bath where she would bathe in running water or living water. She would bow forward facing on the oncoming stream. She would face this stream in an act of submission to God as believing and understanding that God is her source. Then it said, Naomi told her to anoint herself. Well, this was something that the bridesmaids, bridesmaids, which were the the bride's attendants, would do. They would anoint her with fragrant oils. And, And then it said that, put on your best clothes. We know that every bride has a dress that they see themselves in on their wedding day. It's a set-aside garment that most of the time she only wears just on that one day. And so that's what Naomi told her to do. Anoint yourself. Wash yourself. Anoint yourself. Put on your best clothes and go down to the threshing floor. Now, it continues to say that. Don't make yourself known to him right away, but wait. And notice where he lays down, and then go and uncover his feet and lay down. Those were some strange instructions, were they not? But it said that Ruth obeyed. I'm going to say that again. Ruth obeyed what her mother-in-law told her. And she went down to the threshing floor. And when Boaz had eaten and drank, and his heart was merry, he went and lay down. Then Ruth came softly and uncovered his feet and laid down. We'll get back to that verse. But the next verse says that at midnight, the man was startled. And he turned over and a woman was laying at his feet. Now, we want to talk about at midnight. We see this same in Matthew's 25, in Yeshua's proverb of the five foolish and the five wise versions. Because it was the custom for the bridegroom to return at midnight to receive his bride. This is why the ten virgins had to have their lamps trimmed and burning because they were there to light the pathway to the bride. It goes on in verse 9 and says, He asked her, Who are you? And she answered, I am Ruth, the maidservant. Spread your wings. Spread your protection over your maidservant. And now, We go back to the ancient Hebrew wedding ceremony. Because when the bride arrived at the place, the groom was standing under what they call a kufa, which is a large crimson dome that represented the blood covenant. He would be standing under that to allow her to know that he was covering her in the blood. And then it goes on to say in Ruth that 
he said, Blessed be you for the Lord, my daughter. For you have made this last loving kindness greater than the former. For you have not gone after young men, whether poor or rich. Now, during the ancient Hebrew marriage ceremony, the couples would reform blessings over each other. And the groom would pronounce the bride to be pure, holy, and set apart just for him alone. And it said they would speak seven blessings over each other. And that's exactly what Boaz does in these following scriptures. And then he says to Ruth, lay here at my feet until morning. And she did. Again, being obedient to the instructions that she was given. So, in the morning when she rose, Boaz blessed her with a measure of six barleys, and he put that upon her. That represented the salt covenant. The bride and the groom would take bread in the ancient Hebrew ceremony and they would bless it and break it and dip it in salt and feed it to each other. And it was a pledge that they would continue their friendship. It was a pledge that they would be faithful to one another and loyal to one another. And this was a preview of what Ruth would receive because of her faithfulness and her loyalty to Naomi. It was also sealing the promise that Boaz had made. And it demonstrated his intentions were good and that they were honorable. So let's go on to chapter 4. Because we said at the very beginning that this was a love story. That many people saw it as a love story. It said in chapter 4 that Boaz went up to the city gate and sat there. And waited for the kinsman redeemer because he was not the first in line to be able to redeem Ruth. There was someone that came ahead of him. And so he sat there and waited for the kinsman redeemer to come along. And then it said that he took ten men of the elders of the city and sat down there. Now in ancient Hebrew times, a marriage covenant must have 10 witnesses for it to be legal and blinding. So Boaz knew the provisions that God had made. So he took with him 10 witnesses and he said to the kinsman redeemer, Naomi, who has returned from the country of Moab, has sold the parcel of land belonging to our brother Elimelech. And I thought to let you know that to buy it in in my presence, and that's why we sit here before the elders. I'm paraphrasing. He said that if you will redeem it, redeem it. But if you will not redeem it, then say so, that I may know, for there is no other besides you to redeem it, and I am after you. And he said, I would redeem it. And then Boaz said to him, The day that you buy the field of Naomi, you must buy also Ruth the Moabitess, the widow of the dead man, 
to restore the name of the dead to his inheritance. And the kinsman redeemer said, I cannot redeem it for myself, lest I endanger my own inheritance. Take my right of redemption yourself, for I cannot redeem it. Now in Israel, this was the custom concerning redeeming and exchanging. To confirm a transaction, a man pulled off his sandal and gave it to the other. This is the sandal of the inheritance covenant. Because during the wedding ceremony, the groom gave his bride a new inheritance by removing her old sandals, washing her feet, and putting on new sandals. This is the same as what Yeshua did at the Last Supper in John 13, 1 through 17, when he washed the feet of his disciples. And so Boaz redeemed Ruth to be his wife, and he did it in the presence of witnesses. Now, in ancient Hebrew times, a wedding ceremony was a community event. So it says that he did it in front of all the people at the gate and the elders. And he said to them, you are witnesses today to this transaction. I'm still paraphrasing. And they said, we are witnesses. May the Lord make the woman who is coming into your house like Rachel and Leah, the two who built the household of Israel. And Boaz, it says in in, um, 4 and 13, so Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. He went into her and the Lord caused her to conceive and she bore a son. And verse 17 said, and they named him Obed. And he was the father of Jesse, the father of David, the ancestor of Yeshua the Christ. Now, Boaz became Ruth's kinsman redeemer, just as Yeshua is our kinsman redeemer. He came to pay the price for a blemished bride. He came to earth. He was crucified, died, and buried, raised on the third day. And he sits at Jehovah's right hand, interceding for us both day and night. Ruth's story takes us back to the very beginning in the Garden of Eden where God began the process of redeeming mankind back to him after the fall. After Adam and Eve disobeyed his commandments when he told them not to eat from the tree. And God started with the first blood sacrifice when he shed the blood of an animal to cover Adam and Eve's nakedness. Amen. Amen. This is found in Genesis 3 and 21. This was the first steps in the process of wooing mankind back to a relationship that God desired to have with us through the initiation of the blood covenant. Now, what does all of this mean? Just as Ruth considered a blemished bride could be redeemed, so can we. There is always hope. We just have to make the commitment to serve God with our whole hearts and our whole minds, leaning not to our own understanding, 
Because if Ruth had not listened to Naomi, to what must have seemed like to her crazy instructions, she would not have been redeemed and she would not have become a part of Yeshua's lineage. Matthew's the first chapter and verse 5 mentions three women among the men listed. Rahab, Bathsheba, and Ruth are the only women mentioned. And all three women were unlikely suspects to be counted as Yeshua's ancestors. Just that alone gives us hope for a brighter future. Just a reminder, becoming a bride of Yeshua is not automatic. Salvation is salvation and nothing more. Salvation means that we can come to the wedding. We can't be a guest and a bride at the same time. Each of us has to weigh the cost and make the decision for ourselves. Ruth weighed the cost. She walked out her redemption through faithfulness, loyalty, and by obeying the instructions set out by God and his covenant agreement with his people. When we started, I said to you that many said that Ruth was a love story, and it is. It's the love story of how God wants to shower his blessings and love upon his people, those who obey his statutes and his commandments. Now, I pray that I've said something that will ignite a fire in you to come panting after Jehovah like the deer panteth after the water brook, that you will be like well-watered gardens planted by the rivers of living water, that your roots run deep, your branches remain strong, and your leaves never wither, and you produce good fruit. I am Khadijah, Apostle of the Most High God. You have a God-fantastic rest of your week. Shalom.